So Sarah Silverman tweeted this week that when she was a kid, other kids would throw pennies at her on the school bus because she was Jewish. And my only question is, did she pick the pennies up? Oh, yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast because it's a very good It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast. It's a miraculous podcast. It's like the best podcast in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. How you feeling there, Harrison? Have you uh, survived the Rona? Yeah, um, it was weird. It was like a week, and I had all that shit going on, and then it was like, and then I would be like fine for a day, and then it, and then I'd get like really bad aches for a day, and then I'd be fine for a day, and then I'd get a, some sh- symptoms again for a day, and then my test results came back and it said negative. So that's weird. That is that that actually really upset me because it's like well what the fuck do i have then you know plus you're you're starting that whole enterprise of selling your tainted blood i know that's gonna i'm gonna have to i already had t-shirts made up and you know (laughs) Uh, billboards yeah advertising (laughs) set up and now what are you gonna do i know right yeah but uh no i mean so but apparently there are a lot of false negatives i guess uh because apparently i i managed to get like my friend Jarrett's sick, apparently. So, um, and did did he get tested? Yeah, but test results are not. It takes like five to seven days. It's a long time, apparently. God, that sucks. You know, I was looking into it because I was thinking I've I've had a sore throat this past week, and that's a symptom. But I didn't have any of the other symptoms, so I was not too concerned. But I was like, maybe I should just go get a test. You know, everybody else is getting tested. Why not check it out? And so. I looked into it, and it's kind of difficult to get a test for free. Like if you don't have insurance. No, you got to do stuff. You got to like. You have to sign up for stuff, and yeah, yeah, and sell your firstborn. You got to do all this stuff to do it, and then it's like you pull. You got to make an appointment. So I found a place that would do it. It's like a Mm -hmm. CVS, but it's like way out in the valley, and the next appointment is in two weeks, (laughs) and it takes ten days to get the results. This is why, yeah, this is why I go to the Hollywood Walking <laughs> Clinic. Because I'm like, whatever I need done, it's like $100. You get stabbed, it's $100. You need a test, it's $100. Do it. You need, yeah. You, know? you got an abscess, it's $100. Whatever it is, it's $100. And, and you don't have to wait that long, and it's fine. Well, I found you know? a place in Beverly Hills for $250. You can get one done, and they'll get you results in 48 hours. Hmm. But you got to pay $250. So I guess if I cared that much, I could do I wouldn't that. pay that much. That's crazy. I know. For something that should be free. Th- that's part of the problem. It's like if testing was more accessible. Your insurance probably covers it, though. Well, mine covered it. I only have Kaiser. So I'd have to, if I get it done, I'd have to go get it done at Kaiser. And Kaiser, you can call and try to get a COVID test, but then they, they don't want you to come there to get an examination and meet with a doctor. So you have to meet with a doctor over the phone who will decide whether or not they want to give you a test. And then you'll schedule a test, usually two to three weeks out. 
<laughs> you know that, um, <laughs> so, you know that Kaiser so Wilhelm had a withered baby arm? Did he? He did. Just one arm? Yeah, one of his arms was like a full baby arm. But like a tiny little arm. Like a withered little arm, yeah. Ooh, God, like a yeah. T-Rex. Yeah. Well, you know, they're royalty, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's all that inbreeding. Yeah, that's creepy. Well, it sounds like you survived it. Um, you know, I was hoping you, you know, I, I'd actually kind of want to have it just so I could, you know, be done with I it. I was really disappointed and disturbed when I found out that I didn't have it. But I think I, I think I might have actually had it. Or it's like, maybe I have something new that nobody knows about. Who knows? It's a wild world out there, you know? You know what you should have done? When you're in Florida, I heard that these kids are uh, renting out like an Airbnb and just throwing COVID parties. Where everybody like licks each other's drinks to try to get it. Actually, what I almost got an Airbnb when I found that I was sick. Um, <laughs> Why was would you at... want an Airbnb just so you could like infect it? No, no, they they have it professionally cleaned afterwards, you know. Um, yeah. Right. No, just because I was like, I don't want to die in this fucking shit hole. <laughs> would you have brought your cat with you to the uh, the Airbnb? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I was, or if not, I would have gotten one nearby here. And then it was it actually was too difficult, it was um. too annoying. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was talking to my fucking niece the other day, and she's like, "It's like the end of the world," <laughs> and I'm like, "Bitch, you're barely older than fucking TikTok. What the fuck do you know about the end of the world? <laughs> you know, Get the fuck out of here." Well, when you can't fucking buy toilet paper anymore, I noticed that <laughs> now that it's like. For a little while, like a couple of weeks ago, when I first moved into this apartment, you can go to Trader Joe's or you can go to you know Safeway or whatever, and you could buy. To they had toilet paper again. Paper towel is hit or miss, but they had toilet paper again. Now all of a sudden, I don't know if, it's, if people are like, oh, it's you know we gotta close the city again, and people are panicking. No more toilet paper anywhere. And retail stores like don't care and don't have anything, uh, and they won't. Do like, Target uh, like Best Buy and yeah. Oh yeah, Target. Go like to that Target. Too? Target's empty. Yeah. Like you go there, it's like their shelves are just empty. But it just even with normal things, they're just sold out. And when you ask them, you're like, oh, well, so do you guys have cat litter? They're like, just what's out on the shelf. I'm like, okay. <laughs> There's just nothing. It's just rows of empty, empty shelves. They're like, yeah, yeah that's what we have. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it, it's fucked. And yeah. the other thing that's, that's fucked, not that I'm going to go too much on a rant because we have stuff to talk about, but... What pisses me off is I've been trying to order shit online because you can't go to stores anymore. Because if you go to yep. a store, they're out of everything. So you got to order it online. But they never fully describe what they have online. And so when they finally you get it, it's always like the wrong size or the wrong texture, the wrong color. Yeah, I ordered these like black blankets. I said black, but they weren't black. They were wolf black, which means they're kind of like a silver black. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I mean, they could have said Wolfpack. So then I'm like, okay, how do you send it back? It's a fucking pain in the ass to return things. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Because they know you're not going to do it. Yeah, that's right. That's you're going to fucking have to print out the label. To go you to have the UPS to, yeah, because normally you go to the, the UPS, you don't have to print out the label. They print it out for you. But like, I bought a bunch of weird designer shit and then I had to return some of it. But it's like, you have to print out the label. And it's like, I don't have a printer. Yeah. And then I tried to go to Best Buy to get a printer, and it's like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have it. Yeah. You can't I, do it. 
I printed out the label the other day, but I don't have any ink. So it just kind of looked like the imprint of a label. And I went to the UPS store. The guy's like, this won't do. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, you have a printer right there. You can't like, use this. Oh, okay, just wait. Let me, and there's like a whole line of social distance people. So I had to wait and email him a JPEG to print out for me. He was so, he was so annoyed. That's ridiculous. That's, yeah. But, but the fucked up thing about it is you can't go to like a store and buy stuff because no one has anything anymore. It's, it is the end of the world. I agree with your niece. And meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, we're fucking trying to like fight each other for toilet paper. And in Portland, do you read about what's happening over there? A little bit. Yeah. Fucking uh, there's cops, you know, federal agents just kidnapping people off the street. Now, is it a Chaz situation there, or is it not quite that? No, it's not even a Chaz situation. I, I think, so, this week there's been videos that have been coming out that showed, like, these unmarked cars pull up, like, these black Suburbans pull up, and there'll be, like, four guys jumping out in camouflage that will just grab, like, a hippie right off the street and just pull them into the car and drive away. And there's been these videos where you'll hear the people be like, Toby, we got you, Tobes. We got you. We'll find you, man. And then meanwhile, the thing just driving away. You're like, what is going on? Have you seen those videos? I've seen like three of them. Um, I, I did see one of them and I heard from one guy saying what happened. Yeah, it's, it's kind of not. I, I feel like at some point, like this century, we don't have any nuance, right? Yeah, no. I think that's what it is. Because in the, in the 60s, what the CIA did is they, they, they like... They didn't just do that. They opened a free clinic in Haight-Ashbury. Yeah. And then and they had like doctors who were people. like MK. Yeah. But they were like the studying tangent. hippies yeah. and like doing MK ultra shit. And that's how they did that. Well, they were furtive right? about it. You they know? had a hippie crash pad that wasn't really. They had a fake bordello. They had shit like that. It was they weren't just grabbing people. Right. And and then like, I don't know, let's say World War Two. Right. They had the Marshall Plan. They're like. Eh, Japan can keep their emperor and we'll like rebuild their economy and then we'll denazify Germany and things will get back to normal. And it did in 15 years. Meanwhile, we go in Afghanistan and we're like, yeah, the Taliban will imprison them forever and there's no plan. We're just going to fucking burn everyone to the ground and nothing will but get But then done. again, you know, the KGB have been just like, you know, kidnapping fools forever. Like, they don't even care. I don't even think That's there right. are any, you know, there's no due process. There's no Miranda rights. They're just like, well, we're going to take you. Put a bag over your head. You're gone. But, well, if they do kidnap you, they, they're annoyed, like the guy at the UPS store. Because yeah. they'd rather just poison you <laughs> <laughs> with, like, polonium or something, you know. But it's, it's weird, though. I mean, people, uh, well, people are outraged. I mean, the Portland mayor's outraged. But, like, camouflage federal officers have been patrolling the streets of Portland. Wait a minute, D. Wait a minute, D. People in Portland, they're outraged. Did I hear that correctly? <laughs> they want to cancel the police. Yeah. So they want to cancel the government. Uh, but no, they, you know, they're, they're protesting. It's interesting to me, too, because the protest... They got outraged when I like, got a plastic bag once, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. No, they'll freak out. Don't, don't even try to use a straw, like a plastic yeah. straw. <laughs> um, but the protests seem to have waned nationwide somewhat. I know here we're not, you know looting and pillaging and like protesting as much but in portland they're still up in arms like they're protesting george floyd defund the police going out there getting all crazy i know right. in uh, chicago 
uh, they had they there was a protest where they're trying to take uh, to take down a Christopher Columbus statue, I think, in Grant Park. And in D.C., there's still some protests. Well, Trump passed, a, I guess, or it was in the Department of Homeland Security is saying that now they can use martial law to protect statues. <laughs> and so that's what, what what he's doing is under this guise of protecting statues. They're sending federal agents into into Portland just to pretty much just abducting protesters. And I don't think they're being arrested, really. They're just abducting them, holding them in like a detention center and questioning them. And I think trying to find out like if they're, you know, where's your Antifa boss? So you know? black lives don't matter, but statues do. Yeah, statues. I mean, it's, good to have, it's good to have priorities, I guess. I mean, at least statues you're... matter. Yeah. Um, I guess these are camouflage federal officers from the U.S. Marshals Special Operations Group and the Border Patrol Tactical Unit called BORTAC. So I don't think we should have <laughs> statues of anyone, to be honest. Yeah, fuck statues. Who gives a shit? I don't think shit? anybody... Yeah, I'm like, I have like an Eastern Orthodox idea about that. I don't think we should I do like that. the Lemmy statue at the Rainbow Room. We should but no one's trying to knock that one down. Bears and fictional characters. No actual people that ever lived. Fictional <laughs> characters and bears and that's it. Right? <laughs> so in recent days, these federal law enforcement officers have escalated their tactics using unmarked cars to grab protesters and arrest them. And so uh, here's... Connor O'Shea is a dreadlocked hippie, I'm sure, one of the protesters. He said, I seen guys in camo, four or five of them pop out, open the door. And it was just like, oh, shit, bro. I don't know who you are or what you want with us. Shit. And that's pretty much what happened. Fascinating. Um, yeah. Would you what would you do? I guess. Would you go? What do you like, mean, they, like, I mean, they're not, they're not, you know, saying you're under arrest, yeah. you have the right to remain silent. They're just grabbing you and just escorting you into this unmarked black car. You don't have a choice, I think. Well, I mean, would you just kind of like, you know, your no. body just goes dead and you lay on the ground? They have to no, just no, pull no, you? I would, no, I would definitely fight. You'd cooperate? Or would no, you I'd fight? fight? I'd fight. Yeah, yeah, I think I would try to run. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Always run. You know? Always run in any situation. Always. But then they're going to like zip tie you and like hog tie and carry you into the back of the, probably in the trunk. Um, Whatever. You know, they're going to do the shit anyway. 13 protesters. No matter what. Yeah. 13 protesters have actually been charged with crimes, but most have just been arrested and then released. Um, This guy here said, I'm basically tossed into the van. I had my beanie pulled over my face so I couldn't see, and they held my hands over my head. Um, he, but he was, he wasn't, and the U.S. Marshal Service has denied that they had actually even arrested him, mm. but he said he was released after being held for 24 hours. Hmm. So, uh, they mentioned the last, like some, there has actually been some injuries. So last weekend, an unarmed protester was just standing across the street holding a speaker when mm. federal agents shot him in the head with non-lethal munitions. I heard of, yep. Yeah. Running yep. him bloody unconscious. Uh, did you see that video of the, uh, the naked, the naked girl doing yoga? No, I did not. Pretty moving. Rather moving. She just kind of walks out. There's a whole line of these federal agents. Mm-hmm. And she just walks out butt naked and uh, starts doing yoga and pointing at them and then doing these yoga moves. And they're kind of like, uh, what do we do? And a couple of them were coming up and taking selfies with her. Okay. Um, but then they just started launching tear gas. 
because I mean, you know, if you don't know what to do, just tear gas them out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so well, pres- maybe they need to be murdered. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, who it's knows? just it's kind of insane that it's got to this point. And I'm surprised like a lot of the Trump supporters, you know, like the Boogaloo guys aren't, you know, more up in arms about this. See, because that's because they're not. That, that's because those guys are all bullshit with their, oh, rights, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's only rights when it applies to them. Yeah, I think it's a little bullshit, too. Uh, President Trump and the administration have praised the federal law enforcement's actions in Portland, and they've claimed that Portland officials, in particular the mayor and local police, can't handle these protests. But they're not, you know, they're not trying to damage any statues. They're just out protesting you know, Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. But they're using this, you know, as a way to uh, to bring an end to anarchists, as they call it. And uh, the Department of Homeland Security says that they have every right to establish a federal presence in Portland. But meanwhile, the mayor, Th- Ted that's Wheeler. A, that's exactly how a young J. Edgar Hoover rose to power. What, uh, Under the guise of putting an end to anarchists in the 1920s. That was his yeah. whole thing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's so, what's going on. Uh, mayor. Back then, it was Italians. I t- oh, Italians. They were all, they were all anarchists back then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler and Oregon Governor Kate Brown have mm. said they want the feds and Donald Trump out of Portland. They said, we mm. do not need or want your help. Right. The best thing for you to do is just, just to get out of Portland. So I don't you know, I don't it's it's a weird maneuver. It's a weird tactic. On Trump's part. And it makes, I have a theory about what's going on, and I'll get to that at the end. But it's very reminiscent of the Stasi of the German Democratic Republic, you know, post World War II in communist East Germany. Yep. You know, the Stasi was a secret police agency of the, of the German Democratic Republic. But kind of like what you were saying before about how the lack of nuance, the Stasi was all about nuance. Yes. I mean, it was kind of amazing. I mean, they were so evil, so diabolical, but it was, they were so creative in what they did. I mean, they even had their own, uh, their own psychological, you know, destructive technique that they called Zersetsung, which means the decomposition of the soul. Like, that's what they would do. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's what gets you to, like, rat out your own mother. Rat out you know? your own mother yeah. and, 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 you know, give your whole life, your whole family. I mean, that's what the federal government does, too, you know? Well, I mean, they, yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. we're definitely... They uh, actually love that. They, you know? That's oh, like no, I mean, they, they've been doing that. That's how they, yeah, and like, and that's the thing. The federal government, the FBI, has been using these techniques to infiltrate the Black Panthers in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh mafia you know mafia groups um but the stasi was infamous i mean they were one of the most hated and feared institutions of the east german communist government Uh, but they've also been described as one of the most effective and repressive intelligence and secret police agencies ever to have existed it's interesting now because uh you know they're around for like 40 years but uh recently they released like that that's the thing with germans you know they saw this about the holocaust too but um, they, they're so meticulous in their record keeping. And so yeah. they recently just, uh, I don't know, probably a few years ago, just released all these Stasi documents. So it's public knowledge. Like you can go in, in the public domain, just do a search and find out and read all, the, all the, you know, about like their techniques and, you know, whose lives they ruined. 
Did you ever go to the Communist Museum in... Uh, in Berlin? In L.A., actually. No. Where yeah, is it? It's in South L.A. It's pretty great. They have all sorts of cool shit. Well, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, the Stasi was headquartered in East Berlin, uh, and they had like uh, extensive complex in Berlin-Lichtenberg and several smaller facilities throughout the city. Uh, the lead, the longest-serving chief, was Eric Milke. Um, he led the Stasi for 32 years, and they're only around for 40 years. Uh, one of their main tasks was spying on the population, primarily through a vast network of citizens turned informants. And these citizens that became informants, you had no choice. I mean, you pretty much had to rat everybody out. Yeah. Um, or you'd just be executed and your whole family would be executed because they'd say See, they'd label you a dissident. Uh, the Lives of Others. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's a I haven't watched movie. that for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about that, right? Where they're actually yeah. listening yeah. to uh, yeah, it's about a wiretapping. Like, yeah, wiretapping guy in the Stasi. But then at the end, it's just like after the you know communism falls, it's just like a guy at the post office, <laughs> and he has to like deliver mail to people that he like ruined their lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Stasi arrested two hundred fifty thousand people as political prisoners during its existence. They were also into gaslighting before gaslighting was even a thing. Wow. Yeah, they were prolific gaslighters. I mean, and think about Trump. I'm sure Trump was just like, you know, the Stasi had a few things going on here. But, th but then again, I mean, the Stasi borrowed most of their techniques from the KGB. You know, I think uh, Putin was a young KGB agent at this time. He was. Um, but yeah, the Stasi were prolific gaslighters in the He was 50s. also in a, in a really dope breakdancing crew, I think, at that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the 50s, repression was brutal, physical torture. In the 70s, uh, eager to be accepted. Like, so in the beginning, they were just brutal. They were a brutal police uh, movement, no nuance. They would just go out, kidnap you, torture you, make you confess. But in the 70s, they're kind of trying to be accepted on an international stage, so they wanted to be a little more subtle with their techniques. So instead of just like, you know, torturing you in like a back alley or in like a, in a secret room in a basement of some building, um, now they actually were trying to be a little more subtle. And this is when they started using like psychological torment. Right. You know, like Zersate uh, Sung which uh, they used to switch off activist individuals and groups who might threaten the party. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, police had to do this to some degree in America, too. You know, because in the 1920s, it would just be like if some guy was suspected of murder, they just beat the fuck out of him until yeah. he confessed, you know? Well, I mean, and then eventually the they got, like, in advanced interrogation techniques that you see on, like, the, the first cop, 48 cop. and shit, you know? But I mean, so. weren't they doing that in, in like Chicago in like the sixties and seventies? Where, where was what? it? Where they're like beating the shit out of the yeah. Teenies. They're still yeah. Where, where I mean, was they're the still guy? Doing today, but they do as as society progresses, they do it less and less, and they use weird psychological interrogation shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, different techniques. Where was it? Was it in uh, New York where like the cops shoved the baton up this Haitian guy's ass? Amadou Diallo. Yeah, that guy. Was that New York? Yeah, and they said, it's Giuliani time when they did it. That's what they said. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wait, no, yeah. was Amadou Diallo the, 41, the guy who got shot 41 times? 
I forget. I, I just there I were two guys. Diallo there were two was immigrants. The immigrants. Yeah, he was the Haitian. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were two so. immigrants. One of them got killed, and one of them got like ended up with a colostomy bag for no reason. Both of them Jesus. for no reason. Yeah, they probably weren't even able to sue the city either because they're immigrants. I think the one, the one of the the one who got shot forty one times, uh, the mother was able to sue the city. Oh, so she actually. But that was only because like Al Sharpton was like on it, you know. So. <laughs> so if someone looked like they might be a challenge to the Communist Party's legitimacy or control, the Stasi systematically destroyed their life. They would use blackmail, mm. social shame, threats, torture. You know, careers, reputations, relationships were just exploded to uh, destabilize or delegitimize a critic. And some of the harassment was kind of funny, and we'll get to this a, a little later, but like, you know, uh, they would like spread rumors about their targets. They would flood mailboxes with porn. Uh, they would move things around in their apartments, kind of like, uh, was that gang stalking? Yeah. Um, or sometimes they would just deflate bicycle tires day after day. So every day when you're going to go to work, your tires, all the air is out. Uh, but then they also, you know, did life altering um, um, techniques too. Like uh, if you were labeled a subversive, you were banned from any kind of higher education. You're forced into unemployment. And oftentimes you're committed to an asylum because you're a dissident. I mean, it was just, it was kind of terrible, like the number of lives. I mean, think about that. 250,000 people are political prisoners for doing nothing. And then if you tried to escape into West Germany and were caught, you'd be executed right. as an enemy of the state. Yeah, they didn't like that. God, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a huge organization. I mean, they, by 1989, which was pretty much the end, I mean, they had like almost up to 2 million collaborators as well as 100,000 regular employees. I mean, it's crazy how, uh, how, how vast they grew. But at the same time, they couldn't stop, you know, the wall from coming down. And it was after right. that that a lot of these guys were, uh, were tried for their crimes. But, the, but in addition to just the domestic surveillance, the Stasi was responsible for foreign surveillance and intelligence gathering. They even had links to terrorist groups like the Red Army Faction. And uh, they worked closely with uh, Carlos the Jackal, to plan bombings in Western Germany. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. So I want to get to my favorite part. And I guess what I was reading about this week is I read an article about uh, the way they recruited prostitutes because mm -hmm. prostitution was completely illegal in uh, communist Germany, but they still use prostitutes as informants. Um, so one of the things that they would do with, uh, with was, I mentioned before, is that Zersesung, which is like their psychological techniques to destabilize an individual. But they would switch off a group by just rendering it ineffective. Um, and they had several different ways. And the FBI used these techniques too, like the Black Panthers and the KKK. Uh, they would create conflict between members, you know, sowing discord. Uh, they would hinder and sabotage activities by use of one or more infiltrators who would go in there and just kind of, you know, any plans that they had would just sabotage the plans. And then they would also isolate the groups from other activists by spreading rumors and things like that. But it was insane, like some of the stuff that they would do, you know, with uh, some of their practices. So like the, the gaslighting and the gang stalking, they would move people's furniture just to make you like completely go insane. 
They would move your furniture while you're at work, or they would alter the timing of an alarm. They would remove pictures from walls. They would switch out your tea bags. Wait, um, what about the prostitutes? Well, that's that's. I'm getting to that in a second. Oh. But I was just saying some of the things that they would do were just like bizarre. Yeah. You know, like sabotaging your car, like laying the air out of your tires, wiretapping, bugging, all sorts of things. Um, but the the main thing that they tried to do is oftentimes they would just get you to confess to a crime so then they could use you as an informant, oftentimes against your own family. And so what they would try to do is it was mostly blackmail, like extortion to kind of force you to work for the Stasi. Um, so prostitutes, if, if you were a prostitute, they could arrest you. And if they thought, if they, they would drive around and they'd find women who, who they considered to be dressed inappropriately, they would arrest them and say, you're a prostitute. And they'd be like, no, I'm not. And oftentimes they would even take them to a, an STD, a Stasi-owned STD clinic and give them an STD to say, yes, you're a prostitute now. Mm. I mean, they're just so evil. Um, but they recruited dozens of call girls to compromise Western di- diplomats and businessmen. Because once you got caught with a prostitute, often, you know, oftentimes they would like bug a hotel room or with cameras so they could record you. And then now they have, uh, you know, evidence against you. God, that's uh, you're here of uh, Operation Midnight Climax. That sounds really familiar. That's the one where they like on Telegraph Hill, the CIA had a bordello in San Francisco <laughs> on Telegraph Hill. And they had like about this. Yeah, they'd have, like, dudes come, and, and uh, they'd be like, hey, have a drink. But the drinks would be spiked with LSD, and then the prostitutes would, like, try to get them to admit shit, and they had, like, two-way mirrors with cameras. That's exactly the same thing the Stasi was doing. Yeah. Yeah, this is the CIA was doing, too. <laughs> so. Did they use... Although they, they weren't using... The Stasi wasn't using LSD, so... No, you know, no, no, no. The Stasi no. was just using... Well, that's a, what's interesting, too. The Stasi mm-hmm. were using male and female prostitutes. Whatever you're into. They would do their research and they'd be like, okay, this guy's into like, you know, Japanese dwarves. And they would just like get a Japanese you know, dwarf with like nipple piercings and then send him over to your hotel room with like a hidden camera. Yeah. I mean, they knew what they were doing. Huh. Um, yeah, this because this was like, they'd, they'd be like, they'd spike you with LSD and then they'd have this prostitute have sex with you. But then the prostitute, they would see like, could this prostitute make this guy a Barry Goldwater supporter <laughs> while he's on LSD? <laughs> like, just by talking to him about Barry Goldwater? Like, that's, that's what they were trying to figure out, shit like that, you know? And then back then, they didn't even know what, you know, the extent of LSD, like what LSD even did. Right. So, I mean, I imagine, I imagine a lot of the information, quote, you know, confession that they got probably was completely nonsensical. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever they were talking about. Um... So uh, one document. So a lot of this stuff was the same before is they released all like thousands of uh, files recently to scholars and journalists. So you can find out about like the, the information that the Stasi gathered. But one document refers to an unnamed British businessman who ordered a Stasi prostitute while attending a Leipzig uh, trade fair. Um, he asked her to bring along a whip to have needles pierced in her nipples, wear high heeled leather boots, a leather costume and a shiny belt. And he didn't know she was Stasi. <laughs> no. So that's what I would ask for if I did know. I'd be like, hey, let's, do, let's go all the way with this, right? 
But I like yeah. how the Stasi must have just had like a whole, yeah. you know, mm. wardrobe mm. just full of sex outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he presented her with a hundred mark Western note for getting all this together. Um, not all the Stasi girls were that exotic, though. Uh, some of the officials, the Stasi officials in uh, 1988 in Leipzig said that their requirements for hiring ladies of the night, they had to be between 22 and 28, um, five foot three to five foot seven, uh, no family ties with a driving interest to make contact with masculine and feminine individuals in nightclubs, restaurants, or hotel lobbies. So I guess like they, they wanted someone who probably was a runaway, mm. you know, um, the Stasi in East Berlin would just comb the streets looking for suitable candidates. Uh, the, in the files, they name a girl named Monica, Monica G, she's 23, and Gisela S, 21, who were told that their criminal ap- um, activities would be overlooked if they agreed to sleep with the enemy for money. Hmm. Um, they had another woman named uh, Rose, that was her code name. She supplied information on seven different Westerners that she was sleeping with at the same time including a Belgian industrialist and a British electronics component salesman. It's like they wanted just information from anyone. Like, what, what does the British electronics component salesman have to really give them? Right. I would have loved to hear the uh, interrogation techniques, too. From, like, Helga. Right. <laughs> you know, in her fucking, like, thigh-high yeah. leather boots. Yes. <laughs> Strap-on. Um... She was also actually seeing a member of the ruling socialist party from the city council and would give reports about all of her customers' attitudes to the GDR. Uh, Even their links to alleged subversive elements inside the country. And for all of that, she was just paid 50 marks. So it's almost like they were working for free. Um, And so homosexuality also was against the law. So if they could tie you into any kind of like homosexual behavior... Well, now they could extort you for whatever they wanted. Uh, but they had a woman named Rose, Rosemary Martin who was hired in Leipzig and given the Stasi name of Marion Forster. Uh, she was hired to root out lesbians and homosexuals who might be susceptible to blackmail. Mm. And one file reports how she told of a homosexual circle among theology students who played games with electric toothbrushes. Not sure what that is. Okay. Um, the women uh, that worked for the Stasi were called. I guess they didn't have vibrators, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, you know. Um, you go you gotta to war get, with gotta the get army creative. You have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to be yeah. creative. Yeah. Um, especially during wartime. Um, Eric Milke, who is a Stasi chief, uh, they called, there was a kind of a comical nickname, but all the prostitutes of the Stasi, they called them Milky's Maidens. Those were, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, wow, Miss Forster here, who uh, was rooting out the lesbians, uh, she received 600 marks for betraying a ring of would-be escapers from Leipzig uh, who made contact with Western businessmen. And the conspirators were, most of them were put to death, but some received uh, long uh, jail terms. I guess uh, Hotel Deutschland, which I wonder if that's still around, Leipzig, uh, became a brothel where girls were instructed to take their customers. And it was completely bugged hmm. and with uh, cameras and uh, microphones. Um, and the barmaid is a woman named Ute. She was a full-time Stasi employee. Yeah, I mean, they just like... I mean, but that's subtlety, though. That's the thing. I don't think in, the, in this day and age they'd even bother with that anymore. 
Mm. I mean, now they're just like, just go grab you right off the street. Mm. Um, this is one of my favorite things. The Stasi banned porn. Like porn was illegal. And any uh, printed or filmed was illegal, except for their own. So they actually filmed their own series of porn films featuring civilian female employees dressed as soldiers. Um, in one of the films, it was called Breast Out. Uh, a topless female recruit leaps to the attention of the command, Breast Out. Um, and she just have to take her shirt off. But the Communist Party elite and military officers turned out for the secret premieres of 12 films. And the attendance was logged for blackmail purposes. Hmm. So they would make porn in order to blackmail people. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. insane. Um, that, that would be like if you had to go see your friend do comedy. <laughs> like improv comedy. <laughs> and then the government was like, would try to blackmail you with it later. You know? Oh, God. Mm. I'd much rather see communist porn. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Western pornography was banned under communism, but the armed forces of the former Eastern Germany made their own sex films uh, featuring bare-breasted female soldiers that were enjoyed by senior officers and hardline politicians who would later be blackmailed for watching it. Mm. Is, yeah, so evil. Um, they interviewed a guy named Dietmar Schertz, who's... Uh, 57 years old. He was a sound technician and an actor in the Stasi porn film circle. Um, he said in an interview that the unit was set up in 1982 and it took a total of 12 erotic films before the collapse of communism in 1989. He said all the films were made in secret, but partly with the permission of senior officers, um, adding that the premieres were an event that were never missed by the country's ruling elite. He said all the bosses came to the showings, either because they were just inquisitive or just horny. Um, all the movies were shot on 16 millimeter. Uh, there, and there was a military hospital that was used as a studio. When you were in Berlin, did you notice that? Like, did you go to any clubs on the eastern side? I didn't go to Berlin. Oh, you never been? Oh, yeah. It's, it's no. funny because you're like, it's such a, obviously a huge contrast between West Berlin and East Berlin, just in terms mm -hmm. of architecture. But I remember right. we went to this club there. I can't think of the name of it. I want to say it was like KGB or something. But it was just fucking cool. It was like six mm -hmm. floors and it was in like an old hospital. That's kind of what I'm picturing this porn studio to look like. Mm. But yeah, it was like an old hospital that they like would, you know, detain dissidents in. And now it became like a really cool goth club. Uh, but there's a lot of these like old buildings that just look very communist there. Um, you ever meet these people that, that claim that we actually still live in a um, um, blackmail-based society? A blackmail-based society? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, mostly, most of the people who say that are like, you know, conspiracy people like truthers and stuff. But I, every now and then, like, I'll meet somebody, like, people who are, like, all, all anyone that's involved, like, anyone that's, like, involved in the high echelons of society, like a politician or something, like, at some point, they had to have, like, sex with a child and be filmed doing it. And then that way they have, you know, Mitch McConnell has to answer to such, such and such and such and such, right? <laughs> and it's like everybody has something on everybody, and that's how anything gets done. And I so met wait, this guy at a. That's what they never think heard this? our society. Where were you living in? 
This is literally what everyone no, believes. I mean, yeah, it's like getting. Mm-hmm. No, I mean that's what every conspiracy theorist believes that. Yeah, but well, I mean like, they have no basis of evidence for this either. I met a guy at a um, party, and he was like, he's, "These guys were just like, like he just like he had the vibe like really smart sociopath, you know." And I'm talking to him, and he's he's like telling me all about drone swarms. Oh God! Just because that's what he does or whatever. But he was like, yeah, they, you know, and then somehow we got talking about it. And he's like, yeah, they tried to invite me to some, like, cigar club or something when I got to this level of whatever, made this much money or whatever. Who, who's the they, though? Well, I don't know. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, I, I would have been like, well, who like invited you to Like, it was like a bunch of people club? who were, like, big deals or whatever, you know? Is this like that secret club at Disney? What's that place? Um, I think it's a little different than that. <laughs> But it's like, but he's like, that's how it starts. You're going membership. and you're having cigars with Elon Musk. And then the next thing you know, they got a <laughs> gun on you and they're expecting you to have sex with a child while they film it. <laughs> and then that's how everything gets done. And just, look, literally 90% of the people that listen to the show believe what I'm saying right oh, now. Oh, yeah, I yeah. don't. And but, Mel Gibson. He, yeah. I think Mel Gibson it's like propagates these it's, theories. It's too complicated. Well, isn't that isn't this what QAnon feels Donald Trump's going to save us from? Yeah, he is going to save it. He's going to stop right. the child sex trafficking. Well, they're they're a little more. They're, they're not just like sex trafficking children. That's like too blah. Whatever. They're eating children. They're they're <laughs> harvesting the adrenochrome from their pineal glands. You know? Well, it's kind of funny when I. Uh, I've seen people on Facebook will posting about like their theories about masks and why masks aren't, aren't effective and mm. like their bullshit, like, um, scientific data that they, whatever source that like from the Washington examiner that they like add to the post. And then you'll, you'll invariably have someone be like, well, we're out arguing about face masks. There are children being sex trafficked. Right. It's, like, it's just like, okay. Mm. It's like, that's what the government wants you to do. Mm. It's like, all right, sure. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's one way to extort someone. Yeah. Get information on them. Um, so these, the style of these Stasi porn films were kind of reminiscent of early Scandinavian pornographic cinema. So I, 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 you know, you, you know, the thing It's kind of like that seventies type. I'm sure like there was uh they're all kind of themed, but still, I, I kind of like it because it's classy and it's on film rather than straight mm-hmm. to video, you know? At least they have production right. values. Um, one scene depicted a male worker in a medical consulting room re- waiting to be seen by a female doctor. She enters and orders the man to strip to the waist. And he says, but I am your mechanic. The doctor immediately unbuttons her white coat and offers the worker instant sex because she's so grateful to have found somebody to repair her car in a country devoid of mechanics. That's like, oh, now that's what? a sexy plot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's like <laughs> fucking so existential. My God. <laughs> you know? I just like, well, look who's yeah. writing this. Like Hans yeah. is sitting there, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am your mechanic. It's like, I mean, I guess it's yeah. kind of like the plumber. Wasn't that like a porn trope in the eighties? Right. Sure. You know, so this is like the Bader Meinhof version. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm sure Herzog used to masturbate to this. Uh, The secret clips included carry on film style shots of a female army army private um, getting naked, like a bunch of privates getting naked to the command breast out. 
Um, but these scenes are in a marked contrast to the atmosphere of public prudery that they wanted, you know, on a superficial level. Hmm. So it's kind of funny. Anyway, I have a theory about this. I have a theory what Trump's doing. I think he's adopting a lot of these KGB techniques. Because I think about it. Over the past few months, we've had the fireworks. Remember that? Right. I remember. Um, now we get the kidnappings. I think the next thing that's going to come up is the gang stalking where they start like making people using these techniques to make people go crazy. And I think this is the true purpose of Space Force. What they're doing, what Space Force is doing, because no one needed Space Force. We never had Space Force before. I think Space Force is Trump's Stasi that's gathering information on what they call Antifa, who are basically just political dissidents or critics of the administration. And they're abducting all of these hippie dreadlock protesters with their balaclavas. And soon they'll be doing journalists. They're abducting them, shuttling, mm. shuttling them off in their unmarked black cars secretly to, uh, to I'm, I'm, this, is one th- this is my theory here. They're taking, Space Force is taking them to one of uh, Elon Musk's um, launching shuttles, like one of their, his little SpaceX facilities. And they're shuttling them off to Trump-owned mining camps on the moon or Mars. That's what I think is going on here. Mining I know it's... A, I know, okay. Yeah, I, think, I yeah. think Trump, Trump industry, whatever, is trying to mine... I don't know. I think there's just work <laughs> camps on the moon or on Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Well, think about this. Where's Eric Trump been? I think he's on fucking Mars. He's in charge of the mining companies. Because we, uh, you know, the, you, yeah. you see Ivanka. You he does see, look like Quato. Yeah. He does kind oh. of. I bet yeah. you he's, because you never see that guy. Mm. You never even hear about him in the well, news. you should never see that guy. Oh, God, he's hideous to look I mean, at. Isn't that like our new national motto? Eric is better, wait, neither <laughs> seen nor heard or whatever. I don't know. Something. Well, that, that's what goes. I'm thinking is happening yeah. is Eric yeah. is in charge of the work camps that are on the moon. And so all these hippies are disappearing off and these protesters are disappearing off the streets of Portland mm. and just disappearing. They're going to end up on the moon or possibly on Mars, wherever the work has are. But I think mm. that's what's going on here. I know it's a bit of a stretch, but is it any more of a stretch than all the other conspiracy theorists that are out there right now? No. That's what I'm thinking. Not. You know, yeah. I, I bet you. Uh, there's one problem, D. What? The moon's a fucking hologram, Shlomo. All right. Oh, yeah. Nice try. Well, what about Mars then? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll find out. I, th- I think it's gonna. I don't know. Maybe when if if Biden wins, he'll uh, he'll uncover this, or we'll we'll find out probably in like thirty years. Right. Yeah. When another podcast talks about it. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm wondering what's going on here with this whole these this whole federal agent thing in Portland. Hmm. I'm, I am enjoying the videos. People, you should check those videos out. They're, they're hilarious. Uh, people, it's episode 748 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, we have some news stories come up next. We have some phone calls a little later in the show. Um, but right now, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? 
Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. The first story we have here uh, is kind of a big story this week. Um, They found the murderer of tech CEO Fahim Saleh. Did you hear about this guy who was dismembered in his New York penthouse? Yep. Crazy. Uh, It turned out a trusted employee of tech CEO and investor Fahim Saleh uh, was arrested in his boss's slaying and dismemberment on the Lower East Side. Um, Sources say that the motive involved a broken promise to repay $100,000 in stolen cash. Tyrese Haspel, 21 years old, was charged with second-degree murder over the grisly slaying inside Saleh's $2.2 million East House and Street apartment. Isn't that insane? Yes. I, I remember like in uh, the mid-90s, my friend Kessler lived right off of Houston, right in that area. I mean, he had an expensive apartment at the time, but God, there weren't $2.2 million penthouses down there then. That sounds low for a penthouse. You know, yeah, maybe and like I feel like if you get like a studio condo in Brooklyn, it's like a million dollars now. Yeah, but this so, is double that. This would be like two point two million. I guess. What's a, what's a typical penthouse apartment in New York go for? I would I would imagine more than that, but yeah, I don't know. You know, please. Um, Hospital worked as Saleh's executive assistant and uh, handled the international entrepreneur's finances and personal matters. It is kind of mm-hmm. crazy for someone to have so much confidence in someone you know, to give them like access to their personal finances. Right. Well, Miss- the, well, I mean, you've worked with, you lived in San Francisco, you know, these people, right? Well, yeah, I mean, we like have the one, like that guy, like the assistant guy, he's like 21, right? The, the, the tech guy is like 33, the, like the dead yeah, guy, the, tech is guy they, was the other guy's 21 yeah. and he had his own, like also had his own like company, you know, you know, these guys, they're always starting companies. They're never oh, yeah, stopping. Yeah, yeah. They're always like, I got an, oh, I have a new company. A venture and then, capitalist is yeah. inventing in this new idea. You know? it's a, no, I met the guy this. in Oracle, uh, the guy from Oracle in an elevator, and he gave me $10 yeah. million dollars to start a fucking soup company or whatever, you know? Yeah, no, they all do this. But it's just crazy to me that they, and they all have these executive assistants. I mean, even at my current job, they, they all have, all the executives have their assistants. Could you do that? Would you be able to be an executive assistant? I mean, you make a lot of money. I've n- no, because I don't I'd, have the organizational skills to do that. Oh, yeah, you do have to be exceptionally to organized. Be, yeah, attention to detail, I don't have that. I don't have any just, of the stuff you need to do that. I, I just don't think I can yeah. do it. I don't know. I think, to serve man yeah. should be a cookbook, right? Not a, oh, not yeah. a way of life. That's right. Exactly. Well, there was a, this, I mean, this kind of sounded like, what was that Herman Melville story? Was it? Benito Sereno about the slave revolt with Babo. Did you ever read that in high school? No, I don't think so. This Are you is kind of, of. No, I think it was Afro Ben. No, I'm Fucking, pretty sure it's uh, Melville. Roto. What the fuck is that Afro Ben thing? Now I'm thinking of Melville. Is he wrote a story about a uh, slave rebellion on a ship, killed a lot of Spaniards. Mm. I was thinking Babo. of Orinoco. It's different. 
Isn't that an mm. Enya song? No. <laughs> um, so it's believed that, uh, that Hospital owed the victim a significant amount of money. Uh, the debt stemmed from uh, Hospital's alleged embezzlement of $100,000 from Saleh. I mean, that, that's kind of crazy that this guy wouldn't see that money just gone from his account. Like he's that he's such a visionary that he's just not involved in well, the day to day finances. He did though, didn't he? Well, yeah, but after a while, yeah, I mean, yeah. this guy was his, uh, you know, yeah, first, he's a visionary. He's a big picture guy, right? Doesn't have time to look at bank statements. Yeah, that's right. That's why he has Mister, you know, Dean Haspiel designer suit book guy, right? <laughs> um, Salev founded in 2018 a company called Gokata which is a Nigerian motorcycle ride-sharing company that now has transitioned to a delivery service. But I was reading that at first. We were actually arguing about, a bit about this. I thought it was, I'm like, what, do they have a sidecar and you ride in the sidecar, like a lift? But I think you, that would be great. <laughs> it's like, they, they need to bring back the sidecar. You, you know? gotta wear goggles oh like Wallace yeah. and Gromit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But then you were saying, like, no, this is like something like, uh, you know, like Lime Scooters. You just run a bike. Yeah. But it's yeah. not. It actually is motorcycle taxis. Like, you jump on the back <laughs> of this guy's bike and hold on to their waist while they cruise around, and they give you a helmet. Right. Could yeah. you imagine doing that in this country? No, like some biker pulls up on a hog? Yeah. <laughs> that would never happen here. Well, because, like, you know, in, I don't know, India or something, they're like, it's too crowded and there's... They're too busy to like worry about if that's gay or not, right? <laughs> like, but also whereas here that would be a big concern. But also know? here, I mean, we're such a litigious society. That, you know, that it's too. like in the in yeah. Nigeria, if you fell off the bike and smash your head open, they just drive away and no one would care. <laughs> you know, whereas here it's like, yeah, yeah get a pound of flesh. Um, Saleh who has been described as the Elon Musk of the developing world, right. um, gave Haspel, his executive assistant, the title of chief of staff at his adventure capital investment firm. I don't think titles even Brand evangelist. That's what he should have gotten. Yeah, That's the brand evangelist. <laughs> but this guy, this guy's chief of staff. He's 21 years old. <laughs> I know. Like, come on. They don't age ain't nothing but a number, man, in the valley, right? Oh, God. Am I right, guys? Huh? I remember the dot-com company that, that uh, I worked at, Zinio, the online publishing company. The original CEO just was an idiot. That was, you know, do you ever look back? I don't know how many dot-coms you worked at, but I look back and think about how many times I came really close to making millions. Yes. And just never worked out. Just never yeah, worked no. out for me. Is and that, watching other people, uh, watching have other that. people, yeah, yeah. That, that that's happened. I knew a guy, this dickhead that I knew in college that uh, was, I think, one of the f first forty people hired at Yahoo, right? In like late nineties, yeah. He he sold he sold all of his stock in like two thousand, right before hmm. the crash. Yeah, yeah, wow. made a shitload of money. I don't know what ever happened to him. He was such a fucking piece of shit. Anyway, <laughs> um, I've I've had several opportunities where I've had like. Started a company, got a lot of stock options, hmm. and then just thinking like, oh, wow, this company goes public, I can make a lot of money, and it's just never happened. Yeah, Four, yeah. Times. <laughs> yeah. Four times. Four um, times. But I remember that this, this company, Zinio, which I had, I was like, I think, One time I got like 20 grand. Did you? That's actually yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. 
Wow, I got like because the company got bought, but it was like well, the, I thought I was gonna, you know, like everyone thought they were gonna get way more than they got. Well, th- that's exactly what happened with fucking Zinio. It was like mm-hmm. this guy Adobe wanted to buy us, and all of our stock options would have been Adobe stock. And I was like employee number 30. And we're like, oh, this is awesome. That dude told them no. (laughs) (laughs) And that company never, yeah, that company just went under. Fucking dick. Um, Yeah, that guy. That would have gone contrary to our mission statement. (laughs) Fuck you. I think he thought he could get more money or he thought the company was worth more than what Adobe, like worth Mm. more is like, it should go public by itself. Then it'd be we, don't, we don't really want to have those golden handcuffs right now. Oh, God. We were so pissed off. And then golden he got handcuffs. fired. He got fired as a CEO, even though he was the founder of the company. And then they made him the CIO, the chief right. innovator officer. <laughs> Which, what, is, what does that even mean? That's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nonsense. And the guy was like 34. Yeah. 35. Ah, it's just fucking that whole culture. I mean, it's they, they, it's, it happens in L.A. too, but definitely San Francisco and New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this 21-year-old is the chief of staff. Um, right. Apparently, Haspel was a former Hofstra University student who dropped mm-hmm. out after his freshman year. You got to drop out. Yeah, you got to drop out. Because then you, then you don't have any cred in the dot-com world. Yeah. Um, so Saleh, who is 33 years old, he found out that his trusted executive assistant... Um, was embezzling money from him. But rather than go to the authorities, because he's so cool, he brokered a repayment plan with the kid. And uh, he was saying that, you know, if I'm not going to go to the authorities if you just pay me back the money that you took. I guess because he's Did he fire cool. him too? Or what? No, didn't even fire him. That's nuts. It's nuts. He That's was just like... like he was like, you, deal of the century. you could just pay me back and mm-hmm. we'll just not say anything about this and it'll be fine. I don't know what he was thinking about it. Well, Haspel was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to kill you <laughs> rather than pay you back. Yeah. Uh, an act of charity that turned into an act of murder. Um, and th- this is weird the way they pinpointed it on this guy. Cause there was, I don't know if you read some of the earlier articles about this, but it showed like a, a guy who kind of looked like a ninja tase this dude in the elevator and then sort of drag him into his apartment. That's what surveillance footage showed. Yeah. But I mean, you couldn't really tell, you know, who it was. Well, what they did, investigators linked Haspel to the slaying through evidence recovered from a taser that he used to incapacitate Saleh. In addition to electrical probes, tasers discharge discharge tiny confetti-like pieces of paper that are printed with identifying markers. No when shit. Fired. I never knew this. Yeah. Wow. So such pieces of paper were found in Saleh's apartment. And uh, records show that Haspel bought the taser in question, in question using a personal credit card. So they were able to tie it to the taser that he bought. Who knew non-lethal weapons were so festive? Yeah, with confetti. Um, other evidence includes that uh, he actually used Saleh's credit cards to pay for rideshare services to and from Home Depot where he bought supplies to clean up the killing. What a fucking Some idiot. Some moron. Well, he's 21 years old. Fucking chief of staff. Hey, come on. Um, Salah's corpse was cut up with an electrical saw and the body parts were stuffed into plastic bags that were left You gotta in the buy apartment. your saw with cash. You, you right? gotta, and you gotta go to another town. Like, get on the fucking train. Go to Long Island. 
and buy it there in cash. That's right. Like, you don't go like to the fucking Ace Hardware like two blocks away and use your boss's credit cards. It's a moron. Um, Haspel attacks Saleh with a taser at 1.45 p.m. while he's getting off an elevator going into his apartment. And yeah, he was clad all in black, dressed like a ninja. Um, and then uh, cops found out about the killing, I guess, because his cousin, Saleh's cousin, went to go check on him and uh, found the butchered remains which would be traumatic to say the least. Um, they say that the killer may have been like in the process of covering up the murder when the cousin rang the buzzer, which caused him to flee down the back stairs. Um, Haspel was then arrested in his Airbnb. He was, he was staying in a pricey Airbnb that he was using his boss's credit cards to pay for. That's great. <laughs> I know. And the other weird thing about this too is when they busted him, uh, investigators, you know, had a search warrant in the building and they were ca- carrying out like a huge collection of luxury handbags. So this guy was like buying Gucci swag bags or something. I think he had like a weird designer uh, ring going because he apparently he was wearing when he attacked the dude, he had like a mask and a hood, but also like a designer suit, like a really oh, he was nice wearing suit. a designer suit. Yeah. Like a yeah. So really what was he doing? Suit. Is he like selling? Yeah, he was, he was apparently like selling designer shit on um, one of those sites, like, like Poshmark, or or Poshmark. Oh. one of those fucking things. Yeah, <laughs> Trade Z or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the building superintendent Byron Allen saw the bus go down. And he said that Haspel seemed very serene and very calm as he was hauled off in handcuffs. He looked like a little kid who got caught stealing a lollipop out of the store. That's the look he had. (laughs) Pretty descriptive. Mm -hmm. Um, There you go. What a fucking moron. I mean, there's so much like idiocy in this story. (laughs) Like, first of all, having this guy be your fucking chief of staff at 21. And second, not going to the cops after finding out about this guy embezzling $100,000 out of your company. Yeah. Uh, This guy's an idiot. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? The California woman who refused to wear a face mask to Starbucks is considering suing to get half of the baristas. Fuck. (laughs) It started kind of like a Steve Winwood-esque sort of. Yeah. I was thinking of your channel, Steve to get half of the baristas hundred grand. Here we go. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Very yeah. Steve Winwood. Blind Patched faith here. Uh, beat boy. Yeah. Uh, beat me, beat boy. <laughs> Is I have something I've <laughs> I, I like said to, several I like times. You just say fuck in the middle of it, but it's, it's yeah. good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Amber Giles. I don't know how you. Say the last thing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Gilles. Gilles, Gilles de like exactly Gilles yeah. de Rye. Yeah. Um, uh, posted a photo of Lenin Gutierrez and complained that he wouldn't serve her because she wasn't wearing a face mask. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
I still don't, I still don't get this whole thing with the face masks in businesses. I understand being in public or whatever, you don't want to wear a face mask, that's fine in your home in your car. But in businesses, like they they have the power to say no shirt, no shoes, no service. Like they have they reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. That's right. So why are these people arguing? Yeah, they shouldn't. It's like if you're going to a store for 5 minutes, I mean, try going through an airport and then taking a flight. Try doing it for six hours straight. Oh, God. That sucks. Yeah, that, that sucks. is very unpleasant. You just I've even heard things where it's like some gyms are open, but if you use the, the treadmill, you have to keep your mask on. I like, saw... I, I wouldn't be... I'd die. I would die. Well, I saw there were some gyms that they kind of had you like, like a bubble boy, like wrapped in plastic around the squats. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Mm. So, last month, a San Diego woman named Amber Gill publicly shamed a Starbucks barista for refusing to serve her because she wasn't wearing a face mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A GoFundMe campaign raised more than $100,000 in tips for the barista, Lenin Gutierrez. But why? It's a great question. I mean, is it because... I, of- I, I'm hoping the answers will be there in this article, but I somehow... I, Part of me knows they won't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be too optimistic you know. for that. And by the way, it's L E N I N. Oh, not Lenin. Yeah, so he's got some uh, some uh, communista sympathizer parents. So she publicly shamed intersectionality him. is going on here. That's my like, point. How did she publicly shame him? Like posting on Facebook or something? Like what did she do? Yeah, I'm assuming she posted that. Although I can't imagine how. Like, who cares? Yeah, I, I imagine there'd be more of an outpouring of support for him, you know? But like, I, I can't understand. imagine it had adverse effects on him. Yeah, I just don't get why would you... So why would you also need to give him money? Yeah, why do you need to, to like, start a GoFundMe? I mean, was he maligned to the point they lost his job? No. It's I mean, crazy. I don't understand who would give money to him. Although it makes, gives me ideas. Hey, people are spending money on all sorts of weird stuff nowadays, right? I know. God. <laughs> um, so, um, yet yeah, now, Gilles says she wants half of the money. <laughs> telling KGTV <laughs> she was the one who, quote, discriminated against. Who was discriminated against. I don't think she gets it. Like, that's not no. how it works. No. No. You know, She's I mean, <laughs> she was the one who who started it to begin with. Yes. She's the reason the kid got the money. That's right. And also, like, like, okay, let's say you're against masks and, you know, let's entertain the idea that that might be some kind of tyranny or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. He just works there. You yeah. know what I mean? He's and just enforcing the policy that's a fucking, like, what the fuck is wrong with you, lady? That's he what his works boss there. said. His boss is like, you can't yeah. serve anybody who's not wearing a mask. We have signs that say this. Yeah. What makes this lady so fucking special that she get, I mean, she, I think she feels she's medically exempt from wearing a mask. Well, then don't go in the business. But how's she going to get her coffee, D? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Order it. I don't know. Mm. Make it yourself. <laughs> she, um... Yeah, so she also said she was medically exempt from wearing a mask 
um, giving the, she showed the TV station results from a 2015 pelvic exam <laughs> and a chiropractor's <laughs> note saying she had, quote, underlying breath conditions. <laughs> from a chiropractor. A chiropractor, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's not a real doctor, number one. And number two, what does your pelvis have to do with breathing? Well, D, this is California. Everyone's a real doctor. Uh, yeah, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> Every single person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the pelvis... Uh, maybe it's... Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't I get it, imagine. yeah. Yeah. Like uh, wearing a mask is there. mandatory inside businesses in San Diego County, but there are some exceptions for medical reasons. And I, I've always wanted to know how that works. I saw a lot of questions on Nextdoor about that. Like, how do I, do I show them the note in Home Depot? Like, <laughs> yeah, but what are the medical? It's like if you have medical reasons that prevent you from wearing a mask, you probably shouldn't be leaving your house. Like, I mean, they must be that yeah. severe. You definitely shouldn't join the Justice League. Yeah. Also. <laughs> um, so, so strange. So, 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 so strange. Yeah, so, um... Oh, it explains what she did here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so on June 22nd, um, she posted a picture of Lennon Gutierrez on her Facebook page writing, Meet Lennon from Starbucks who refused to serve me because I'm not wearing a mask. Next time, I will wait for cops and bring a medical exemption. Does she not realize how cunty that sounds? That's a great question. Like, I mean, especially just, in the age of like Karens, you know, how many Karens every week? Yeah, are are getting, you know, exposed. But just such a lack of self awareness. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that's the problem with most people mm. that are uh, fighting against or complaining about the tyranny of wearing right. a mask. But I mean, what did she think was going to happen when people like, <laughs> like, where people right. are going to be like, oh, yeah, the joke's going to be on him when you show up with your medical exemption from the right. chiropractor. And also, it's like, I, I feel like it, when you're post publicly posting things about your medical exemptions, oh, God, that means something and it's not good. I don't know what it means, but it's like a red flag of some kind to me, right? I find it because it's like a that's boring. Yeah. B, you sh you know that's like the that's like the equivalent of like forcing someone to listen to your uh, college acapella group tape or something. You know, there's like something. something but it's like, just like the way they complain ad nauseum. Like I I find it hard to believe that she actually has any friends on Facebook. That right. actually, I guarantee she might have friends, but no one follows her because it's like oh great now she's bitching about her pelvis again. Oh, right. awesome. Bone spurs, huh? Yeah. It's like, what's that? Fibromyalgia. Next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fibromyalgia, I'm sure. The post, which has, uh, or what's that other one with the, with like the hairs coming out of your, oh, the like, hairs that grow, um, God, what is that one? Menzies syndrome or like something. Magrabar, Magellan face or something. No, it's Magellan's. More, ge more, more Gellans. More Gellans. That's what it is. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the post, which has since been taken down, was shared wi widely, and many people criticized Jill. That's what I said. Like, yeah, she probably got came out worse from the deal. Well, because she looks you know? like a total cunt. 
It's like, what? I mean, why would you do this? It's like a teenager who's just doing his fucking job. That's right. Yeah. So uh, a GoFundMe created by some other weirdo from Orange County uh, to raise tips for Gutierrez had raised $105,000 before Cohen ended the campaign more than a week ago. Also baffling. Why yeah. are you giving tips to this kid? And also, if he didn't share those tips with the other, his coworkers oh, at Starbucks, then- I would have been fucking furious. Yeah, yeah. Because the fact that they're called tips and not something else, yeah. that means like he should split it equally with the fucking other people. My God. I just find it funny that this, this fucking sanctimonious prick here from Orange County is like, well, I'm going to be a white knight and raise some money for this poor kid who was maligned on Facebook. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. That's Everybody cool. in this story sucks. Although the kid seems kind of cool. The kid's all right. The kid just wasn't doing shit. He's just like, I'm just doing my job. And he gets 100 grand. Well, maybe this dude, maybe this uh, Matt Cowan is his name. Maybe he did it thinking like, oh, I'll make some money and then I'll, I'll take a little bit off the top. But then it oh. got so publicized that he can't do that without it looking really bad. Kind of like that uh, that couple with the homeless guy. The, yeah. That? Well, that no, that was totally different because yeah. that was made up. Entirely <laughs> made up. Made scenario. up. Yeah, as a pretense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, Gilles says she wants half of the money. Uh, Why? So Why do you deserve half the money? She's been speaking with lawyers about pursuing a lawsuit to get half the money. I've been discriminated against, she said. I'm the one who's sick. <laughs> First of all, you're not sick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you go to a chiropractor. I mean, well, I guess well, you know, I maybe know. she is Have mentally you talked Ill. to her chiropractor, D? I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. you should really pretty jump to conclusions here. Uh, she said that because the lawyers were expensive. <laughs> oh, my God. This is fucking great. This is so funny. Because the lawyers were expensive, she started her own GoFundMe to raise money to pay for them. It's like it's the guy with the other GoFundMe. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like a Borges, like a fucking know, Mobius just, strip like of, of fucking stupids or something. It's like oh it makes God. no sense. Mm. Uh, could you imagine reading this in like 1993 or something? <laughs> It's like, first of all, what's a GoFundMe? Why does this kid deserve money? Why do you deserve money? Yes. It's like, none of this makes sense to any, none of no. this should make sense to anyone. Absolutely. It's madness. utterly senseless. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Insider could not find a GoFundMe account associated with Jill on Thursday. Insider being the publication uh face masks are required inside businesses in san diego county there are some exceptions um Gilles provided two documents uh proved she didn't need to wear a face mask the results of the 2015 pelvic exam saying she had an ovarian cyst and a handwritten note from a chiropractor saying Gilles had has underlying breath conditions that prevent her from wearing a mask or any type of facial covering whatsoever. An ovarian cyst. Yeah. What does that have to do with breathing? I mean, it's I guess if it's like big enough, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think my girlfriend in college had one that was like the size of a baseball. But is that, I, mean, I guess if it get big enough, it could, I don't know, be against your lungs, your lungs or something. Or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's it kind of far away much. from the lungs. 
I mean, I know it's extremely they painful. They can get big. They can it get can real be, big, It could be painful, what but... What if it's the size of a basketball? Then it might be touching. Well, then may, yeah, then may, yeah. Yeah, but... Jesus. You'd Who think knows? she'd have it removed by that point, but... Right. <laughs> maybe her chiropractor doesn't know how to do that. Maybe maybe she's trying to, like, get it big enough to so that it can be in a medical oddity museum. <laughs> and then she could sue them. I, I like... Uh, <laughs> I like her handwritten note from her chiropractor that she just carries around. I got yeah, yeah. underlying breath conditions. <laughs> I had it laminated. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got to say, though, she's cute. Oh, is she cute? She's, she's cute. Well, it's funny because the, the picture, the main picture that a lot of these articles use, it's, uh, it's some picture they got from social media. She's got these kind of, she's a, a yoga instructor, apparently. Um, yeah, she's, she's a, um, interesting thing about Karen or Amber Gill is that she's a yoga instructor and an a self-proclaimed anti-vaxxer and a photographer. Yeah, maybe some pictures she does not look as attractive like this. There, I, I know what you're talking about, shirt. but there's one, no, I'm thinking of the one. Where it's one of those pictures that's on social media where it's like, it looks like she might be wearing like a, uh, a dress that has one strap, but it, it's actually, she's wearing like a tube top and then that's a seatbelt. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see yeah. that one here. Yeah. She does look kind of attractive there. And she has the piercing blue eyes of a young Adolf Hitler. Ugh, so. She kind of has that like thousand yard Karen stare too. Yeah. Like, you just don't want to argue with her because she'll never I, admit to it, to being wrong. That's right. But, you know, she's, she's got some... She's probably into some shit. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, my God. Mm. Bikram yoga. I'm just like... Like, honestly, when I was... When I was like, I was like, oh, I need to see pictures of them. Uh, you know, before, when I was, like, just looking at the story before we started the show. And if I had read, like, okay, self-proclaimed anti-vaxxer, yoga instructor, uh, photographer, and saw this picture, like, if we hadn't had to start doing the show, I would have had to go masturbate. And that's not, <laughs> that doesn't really say anything in particular about her. It's just that I'm, I haven't had sex in, and that's just I don't know, thing that just, nine you know. months or something. It just, no, like, it, it takes very little these days. Where it's like, I, I'm just like, okay, I need to go take care of this it's been nine months you know <laughs> i'm just very right? it's a, like even that woman could set you off like oh, just yeah. that one that one picture okay all right yep. well that's good yeah it's like oh is that a is that a strap of a dress no it's a seat belt well okay you know, she's probably a stasi prostitute just so ah you know. you're right yeah. well that's now i'm harder all right <laughs> so <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So, my God, this is crazy. Um, when asked uh, when asked why a chiropractor gave her a medical note for a breathing <laughs> issue, Gilles told that. KGTV, it was because they are dedicated to providing non-invasive personalized care and treatment. They are real doctors. I, I love how she had to doctors. add that. They're real doctors, yeah. you know. They're real. Yeah. They are. Yeah. <laughs> they have like a two-year degree yeah. from a chiropractor school, okay? They're real. 
KGTV said the chiropractor, who it did not identify, declined to speak about Gilles with the station. <laughs> I'm sure they do not want any of this to be yeah. associated at all. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if HIPAA applies to chiropractors. I don't think so. Like the privacy. Yeah, <laughs> probably could talk to the news about her. <laughs> uh, Gutierrez is has already received the money from his GoFundMe campaign. In a video posted on the fundraiser's page, he said he planned to use the cash to study kinesiology at Cal State Fullerton and pursue his dream of becoming a dancer. This isn't what I really want to do. I don't really want to be a barista. I want to dance. Dance. So help me achieve my dream of being a dancer. Help me enter the danger zone where the dancer becomes the dance. I wonder what type of dance, like interpretive, jazz. Interpretive dance. 100% interpretive dance. Yeah. But it doesn't say anything about him splitting tips. It doesn't. He, wa- he, he said he also wanted to donate some of the money to charity. <laughs> That's Bullshit. That she wants. <gasps> Bullshit. Um, <laughs> he better, yeah, I mean, he better either quit or give those motherfuckers some money. Or they're going to fucking, like, burn his hand off with the, you know. Or break his knees. Machine. Then he won't be able to be That's a right. dancer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, wonder if that, I just wonder which lawyer is going to take this case on. I'm sure I like how she actually paid a lawyer ahead of time <laughs> to, to about suing him. Are you fucking what know. a fucking idiot. Oh, my God. But call me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, people send your story. Secret podcast. Gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. Uh, before we get to all of that, though, here's a word from Adam and Eve. It's butt plug month on Adam and Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first one is a bit of a hooker story. A hooker tale, mm. if you will. It's a, it's a pleasant yarn. Is it that, I remember that one from Canterbury Tales. The hooker's tale. The hooker's right? tale, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right after a, the wife of Bath's tale. It's very arousing. Right before yeah. the summoner. That's right. Um, here's Psychopathia Sexualis with an actual hooker story. Hmm. Hey boys, I thought I'd call in with our hooking story. I don't know how often you get calls from uh, actual sex workers instead of people who've hired them to do dirty things with. Um, so I used to do. Yeah, we've had we, we've many. had a few. Yeah, we. I mean, even back in the day, we had that one hooker on the show. It was we've had. I actually have had a few hookers on the show. Yeah. Um, but it, it's been Remember a while. When since I brought one on the show. Oh, you brought one on the show too, yeah. That's right. <laughs> but she wouldn't talk about hooking, remember? Oh, I brought two. Oh, yeah, you did bring another one. That yeah, one, yeah. the second one talked about hooking, but the first one did not. That's right. That's I correct. remember it was just like, well, yeah. why else did we have you on the show? Right. But okay. There was another reason. Sex there was cult. another reason, yeah. Yeah. A cult, yeah. I think, was the other reason. Yeah. Anyway, it is, it is somewhat infrequent that we actually get real hooker stories, in particular from listeners, so... 
I'm very interested. Bit of like doming back in the day because it was an easy way to make money and I had a really bad spending habit. Um, I've reined that in by just uh, drinking more. <laughs> so healthy. Um, anyway, so this guy books me on a website which I won't mention and it's just a general come over, peg me, you go home. And I'm like, sounds good. So, you so it's kind of like adult friend finder or one of those sites. Yeah. Where, so I imagine you probably like a little bit of communication back and forth and the girls probably vet the person like, you know, what are you into? And then they, they just kind of say like, oh, it's just a simple pegging. Right. I wonder how much that costs. Probably um, to get the old pounds. Simon Peg. The old I, Simon Peg. Yeah. I wonder if she pegged Simon Peg. Possibly. Taxi there. I get there. I, you know, strap in, strap on. Um, and as I'm fucking him, I look around this room and I realize... It's like framed pictures of horses and medals and stuff and this is like his kids room and the only reason I was there is that his mom was in hospital and I know I'm not supposed to give a shit but I was like fuck this is sad um yeah that would be weird <clears throat> to all of a sudden have this like moment of awareness like while I mean she, she was already, she was penetrating this guy at this right. moment but then to kind of like look around the room and suddenly just have this like well, moment we've of, like, all had that moment in yeah. some form or another at one point right yeah yeah but i guess i mean just but in the kids England, room so it, there's like yeah there's like so there's guilt. like horse jumping trophies right that's <laughs> <laughs> what they do over there but why wouldn't yeah. you feel weird about doing it in your kids room i guess maybe they don't have that many rooms in the house um um, what do you call it? Yeah, it's London, right? You gotta. Yeah, it's a flat. And there's probably like two rooms. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Compartmentalization, also. Yeah. Finishes very quickly. Sweet mercies. He's got me for an hour, but they generally don't want to look you in the eye after they finish, so they do send you <laughs> on your way. Yeah. Um. Would Would you do that? Because you're you're kind of Jewish. I'm kind of Jewish. Wouldn't you want to take the whole hour? Yes. I would too. I mean, I'd run yeah. and be like, I'm going to play, you know, um, Ed, Edgar Broughton records for you for the mm. next 45 minutes and talk about prog rock. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I like if if my, uh, you know, after I finish and my, you know, state of mind changes, I'm not like you must leave unclean. Yeah. I'll just talk to you about something utterly non-sexual generally. You know, I remember my friend Kessler used to order hookers like he would just get two and just give them ecstasy and they would just do ecstasy and he wouldn't even necessarily fuck them. Hmm. He would just have two of them come over because he was lonely and bored and had money. I thought of doing that. I've never hired anyone. Ever, I mean, but I thought of doing of that just just to like not even to have sex, just to like spoon with them or something. That's, just to, he to, he said like just to get naked and touch breasts. Right. You know, he's like, he was like, you're, we're so fucked up on Molly that we wouldn't be able to have sex anyway. But I was like, I don't know, I always thought that was kind of odd. But yeah. So I imagine in England, after you get pegged, you probably don't even want to look her in the face. Like, please leave. Your money's yeah. on the counter. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> you realize you're in your children's bedroom. Please don't your tell anyone. Bedroom. They'll think I'm artistic or something. <laughs> mm. 
so I say oh I'm gonna go home can you book me an Uber and he's like no I've just given you loads of money and I'm uh, I'm not gonna call a taxi because oh, I'm in the middle of nowhere and I didn't have any money for an Uber in my account so I if only she had one of those Nigerian moto bike taxis <laughs> just hop in the hop in the sidecar yeah. yeah. away yeah to walk to the nearest bus stop which is two miles away Oh, that sucks. So I'm walking to the bus stop, and it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm dressed wholly inappropriately. <laughs> stockings, heels, dress, big bag full of sex toys with me. And I thought, as I was walking through these winding country lanes, you know, if I'm killed, it's going to be one hell of a headline. And in that event, I'd probably get some fun tabloid headline, like... Like in the sun. Uh, Dildo Diana or um, Country Lane Cunt Fucker if they were unable to identify <laughs> me. But I was <laughs> thankful in the fact fucker. that Sick and Wrong would probably cover it on the show. You know, 19-year-old hooker found in back lane, strangled with own stockings, bag full of dildos. Um, and then Harrison would probably have to sing the headlines for something like <laughs> Amazonian whore found in back lane with a dildo and a but plug burner and I get my own jingle and it would definitely be worth my horrific and untimely murder although maybe I would have finally got what I wanted keep it sick and keep it wrong boys there you go wow <laughs> that wasn't a bad jingle at all yeah no it was pretty good yeah, da, da. yeah it had a good uh, good ring to it mm -hmm. um, well thank you there uh, psychopathia that was, that was a mm -hmm. good story that was a good story. Yeah. I imagine it, there must mm. be a lot of shame after a pegging. There was, there was probably a lot of shame after any prostitution encounter, you know, like prostitute encounter. Uh, there, there might be. I mean, that shame sounds dangerously close to a feeling, and I believe those are illegal in England, right? In England. So, yeah, it might be something different, just like a, you know, oh, can you get me an Uber and be like, I'm sorry, who are you? What are you doing here? Yeah, when, you know. when I got that prostitute in Amsterdam, I was just completely ashamed. <laughs> oh, Afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Now, so, I, I think I was mostly peer pressured. Because right. my uh, two other friends got their own hookers. And then I felt right. like, well, I kind of have to do it. Like my, I remember my friend Kester was like, it's a rite of passage. You're in Amsterdam. And mm -hmm. it's like... I guess I just kind of felt compelled to do it. But afterwards, I felt pretty gross. Yeah. Because it is kind of gross. Like, I remember yeah. the girl was telling me, she was really nice. And you only mm. get like 10 minutes. But I remember it was 100 guilders for a suck and a fuck. And I asked her, like, how much money she makes every night. She said, usually around 3,000 guilders. Mm. So that's like 30 dudes. And I had to have been number like 29, probably. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah it was disgusting. Wow. But they're pretty clean, mm. you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, mm. well, that was a great Peggy story. I'd like to hear more. Um, yes, moving in, uh, mm. or moving on, Pearl calls in. Mm. Pearl calls in about the road trip. Hey, Daddy, this is Pearl. I just finished up the podcast from last week, the recap from Harrison about the road trip. I mean... It sounds like it was okay. I mean, obviously, you're trying to detox, and that makes sense. That's why, you know, kind of freak out at the obvious. Hey, they have sniffing dogs. That seems like a normal reaction to freak out and want to fly back. Not surprised you caught COVID, though. I kind of want it. I would love a two-week vacation from work. But at the same time, 
I don't want it. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a double-edged sword. Anyway, the reason why I called, that woman that called about Steel making jokes about strippers, what the fuck do you expect about a show called Sickin' Wrong? What, do you expect to be the pinnacle of feminist ideology? No, strippers are the <laughs> oldest profession ever in the history of whenever, and That's you literally true. objectify yourself. Well, aren't prostitutes? Yeah, probably a little bit strippers. older. But, I mean, prostitutes were still sh- stripping to show their wares. They didn't have a pole. That's a reach. All right. But I'm sure they're still like, hey, check out my tits. Right. You know, as you're riding your donkey by. I get the idea. Right. <laughs> but technically, yeah, there wasn't like a blue light special and a two-for-one lap dance going on. Yeah. That they didn't have the legs and eggs buffet. No. Right? Anything on a pole for money. If you don't want me to think, make fun of you, like the way that I make fun of like a sick dog, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't get the analogy. I, I don't get that at all. <laughs> I usually don't. Why make are you fun making of fun of dogs. sick dogs? Yeah. yeah, it's like I usually have sympathy for sick dogs. Yeah, but uh, okay, all right, God. all right, harsh. Because that's it's honestly fucking funny to make fun of strippers. Literally, like, my mom was a stripper. My dad thought my mom was a man because she was, stri- because she was stripping, pretending to be a guy. Like, it's literally, like, it's stripping. You remember that story? That was a very confusing story. Yeah, it was on, like, I think we, I don't know if we played it on Patreon or if we played it here, but it was, like, the way her her mother was, like, a drag king, but yet she wasn't really like a lesbian or anything. I don't know. It was so confusing. Very Um, confusing. But she does live in a world where people make fun of sick dogs. Yeah. (laughs) And strippers, because they're one of the same. Right. Hilarious. Stripping's funny. Make fun of stripping. I fucking hate these soapbox bitches. I want to say, oh, it's such an, it's so honorable. They're up there. They're being so big. No, they're not. They're showing their tits and ass for money. Fuck off with Mm. that. Anyway, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Have a good evening. See, I like Pearl's insight. She gets it. She's woke. She's woke. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the the girl who called in was really going on and on about the nobility of the profession. Um, No, I think she was just she was just tired of hearing stripper jokes. Yeah, you know, I think I'm kind of in the middle, I guess, because it's like, you know. I think it's funny. I I I sometimes I find Steele very funny (laughs) when he's making tired stripper jokes i you know i will defend with my life his right to do so but i fucking sure shit ain't gonna laugh because it's not funny (laughs) well i think it's a teacher i I prefer it when he talks about uh 80s and 70s television but some people hate that so i don't know i guess i mean a lot of people find i I also prefer when he talks about like weird like pedophile middle school teachers that i don't even know what he's talking about I, that's I, my I find favorite that, thing about i even Steel. find that entertaining too that's you know, my favorite I, thing about steel yeah. is just like he's got this like uncanny ability to remember everyone's names from high school but mm-hmm. particularly teachers and especially yes. teachers that were pedophiles he knows every detail about it he and paints then, a picture yeah you know it's it's that's my favorite mm. thing about steel i think it's funny to talk about strippers with him even though i don't even think he goes to the but strip club I, my anymore. point is that those calls were so impassioned pearls and that other persons 
It's like we're talking about somebody's right to tell the aristocrats joke or something, you know? <laughs> I think and it's like we're not cares? there, guys. You know? I, th- I think, first of all, mm. who gives a shit about what some stupid podcast talks about? That's right. <laughs> like, number one. And number two, yep. I also don't care about stripper jokes either. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I can see it being funny under the right circumstance. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Steele's humor is not for everyone. Right. Um, finally here, the last calls we have uh, are from Naughty Night Nurse. She calls in with a two-parter. Okay. Um, they're both very different, very distinctive from each other. Um, let's do uh, part one first. Um, I just want to preface this as a, the uh, audio quality gets a little fucked up in the beginning, but it gets a little bit better later on. Okay. The, uh, I want to read you all about my talent. So you couldn't really understand what she was saying there, but she wanted to redo her call about getting a hooker in Thailand. So it's a, yeah, I can't remember if we played this on Patreon or if we played it on the main show, but she called in and kind of nonchalantly mentioned, oh yeah, we got a hooker in Thailand. And I think this might've been when you were on the road trip because I think I was doing it with Joe Kelly. We're just like, a hooker? You got a hooker? Because it's so rare. I mean, if you told me you went to Thailand, got a hooker, I'd be like, yeah, sure. That's what everyone does. Mm-hmm. But a woman to go to Thailand to get a hooker. Women aren't often sex tourists. I know that mm-hmm. might sound a little bit sexist, but it's, I think it's unusual. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, so to hear someone say that they got a, a, a female to say that they got a hooker, that's interesting. So anyway, I think I asked her on the Patreon call. I was like, hey, call in. I want to hear the details. So she calls in with some details. I went to Thailand uh, right before Corona hit. It gets better. American tourists and some European tourists. Bangkok, my husband, elder, and I decided we wanted to try the second tourism thing. So we did. Do you want to preface, we were like in the main uh, sex tourism area, which I think is called Soy, Soy Cowboy. There's in Bangkok and there's some random ass, for lack of a better word. Random ass So we go in. I think, I think she meant like random ass bar, but I couldn't really understand oh, what she oh, said. Yeah. They cut out. Yeah, it gets, her call gets really dodgy in the beginning, like mm. reception wise, but then the rest of the call, I think from at this point is better. But one thing that she said that's interesting and I think I want to point out here and draw attention to, she's there with her significant other. She's not there by herself getting prostitutes by herself. Right. She's there with her, um, later on, I think uh, she mm. refers to him as her fiancé. So she's there with her significant mm. other getting well, prostitutes. That makes more sense. Yeah, it, it definitely makes more sense. Pretty drunk, obviously. Uh, there's a bunch of relatively cute girls. I got the cutest one, of course, because I'm a girl. So I got to pick up the litter. Um, oh, you know what you, okay, what you probably maybe, said. Maybe, maybe rephrase your, the way. You, <laughs> the maybe what? when you're getting girls in, in Thailand and you're telling somebody about it later, don't say you got the pick of the litter, okay? <laughs> Try to rephrase. <laughs> Pay attention to how you're phrasing that sounds very slave master. Um, well, no, it sounds very like young, you know? That's the. Oh, yeah, right? it does sound very young, too. Yeah, be careful. Um, 
But I think what she's saying is that uh, she, I don't think she's at a bar. She's at one of those Thai strip. Have you ever, have you ever heard about the Thai? They're not really bordellos, but the way it works over there. No. Uh, so Sweezy E used to tell me about it because he's done it many times. They, it's kind of like of these. Has. They're sort of like strip clubs, but you go there and the girls, they're not really strip clubs. The girls just kind of come up on stage and you just pick them. You pick one and they come and sit at your table. You buy them drinks and then you discuss what you want to do and the prices. And then you just go upstairs mm. to the hotel. Or sometimes you can leave with them and then you pay, you kind of pay out the bar to have them for the rest of the night and you can go back to your hotel. But it's kind of like, it is sort of like a, you know, like a gaggle of hookers on the stage and you're picking one. I wouldn't use the term pick up the litter because it is a little creepy. Yeah. Um, let's, let's assume they're adults. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking they're adults here. Okay. So you go in and first thing they make you do is they make you take a bath with them. I'm in the big bathtub with this girl. Uh, she's soaping me up. We're like rubbing each other's boobs, that sort of thing. And they also make you use mouthwash. But all in all, like, it really wasn't that great. It was kind of a fail. It's mostly her like, oh, madame, madame. I'm like trying to like finger her. Super Wait, was she fingering her in the bathtub? It, it's unclear. So it sounds like you go in and you like take a bath first and you use mouthwash. I just find it funny that they how have mouthwash. That, how would any of that not be awkward? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> you know? I think in what world would that not be awkward? Like how? I don't know. I think it's not awkward because it's kind of like when... Uh, when you but she like, just said it was a fail and I assume because it probably felt weird. Right. Well, it would be. It, yeah, I think in, yeah. inevitably it'd be weird. But yeah. I bet you the Thai girl isn't finding it awkward. She's just like, this is my job. This is what I do. I couldn't, I even, I couldn't even have a drink in a maid cafe. I was so weirded <laughs> out by that alone. You know? Yeah, I, I, I think I couldn't this. imagine doing this. Oh I just mm. also I mean, even like the, the hooker in Amsterdam, she didn't even try to feign like she was into it. She just kind of looked away mm. <laughs> like for the, the eight minutes, I think, before I was done. But mm. yeah, like it sounds like this, this hooker here was kind of giggling like, oh, madame, ha, 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 Like she's kind of getting into it, you know, like acting like she was turned on. But obviously it's all. Yeah. By the way, I'm not judging. I'm just imagining like myself in that situation because i overthink everything i think about everything you know but what so would you want her about... to be like you know do some method acting here okay no it'd just be like i would think about like like it'd be the whole situation would be strange yeah and also be like oh this person is probably poor and like you know it's <laughs> you just start like thinking I, of her I, I absolutely background right away i start thinking about that you know yeah but and uh, i feel like i'm you know fucking uh, fucking guy in a pith helmet with a monocle <laughs> coming through you know what i mean i don't know she already said though that she was really yeah. drunk so i imagine right. she kind of got the liquid courage to i guess that's how you I, I guess that's how you yeah. get over that shit i mean that's what that's or what you I did. also also you don't be me <laughs> well, that, I didn't feel any shame till afterwards, mm. like 30 mm. minutes, 40 minutes after when I, mm. the realization, I was sobering up and the realization said, I was like, God, I was like number 30. Ugh. Mm. But, you know, I, I think she just, I don't know what she expected, really. Mm. You know? Stage, 
her just like faking orgasms and just fucking annoying. Um, ultimately, it would have been just better if you were just drinking and making out, in my opinion. My significant other who went to a different room, he was with a different girl. Uh, he, I think he had a similar experience from what he told me. Uh, basically, he just ended up jerking himself off off of her. She just was, you know, some bad advice. Okay, so very- that, that's a little interesting. That's weird. They're in two that's separate I, rooms. I was not expecting that. I that thought, is not what I was expecting. I thought all. he was watching the two of them in the bathtub. Yeah. I would have I been thought, into that. Wouldn't you? I would have been know. like, yeah, I would have been into that. Like they were sitting there in the bathtub going at it. You know, I'd have been, I, I didn't realize she had her own experience. He had his own experience, like separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it sounds like he didn't actually have sex with her. He just jerked off on her. That's, that's also weird. Yep. I mean, if you're already doing, would you at least have sex at that point? If it is a little odd, yeah. Yeah. Like fake and manufactured and inauthentic, if you will. Uh, so that was kind of the end of it. I did try to send you guys like a video on Instagram. We're trying to be discreet. The video was kind of shitty. Wait, did you get that? A video of her having sex with a prostitute? Yeah, I didn't get that. No, I didn't get that. Send it again. I didn't, did not see that. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think I got that. What she was trying also, to be discreet. Also, I think. I also, as soon as I got into a place like that, I'd be like, "My God, I'm Marshall Island Tony." <laughs> that was immediately what I'd think to myself, and I'd be like, "I have to leave. I have to leave." <laughs> yeah, Marshall you know? Island Tony. I'm sure is. I have those before. moments, like in life, where it's like, <clears throat> "Oh no." I'm John Arbuckle, you know? <laughs> you suddenly realize that. Yeah, yeah, I suddenly realize that, and I've always tried to, like, go out of my way to not do that. So um, sometimes you realize these things, and you're like, I have to avoid that. Thailand is a little bit bigger of an, you know, a country than, like, the Marshall Islands. So it's I'm just not, saying what would occur to me. You know? I, I fully get yeah. that, though. Uh, afterwards, I ended up smoking these Thai cigarettes, which were fucking awful. I ended up puking my fucking guts out. If you're in Thailand, do not smoke Thai cigarettes unless you smoke a pack a day. But for me, I was like literally puking into my purse. Ugh. My fiance was all mad at me. He's like, oh, you just drank too much. I told you you drink too much. But I didn't tell him about the cigarette part because he's very like anti smoking. That was my Thai experience in a nutshell. Sorry. Yeah, that. he's real. He's got like- a lot of hang ups. He's real. I like how he's anti-smoking, but he's pro-prostitutes. Right. <laughs> he's just like, that's oh, cool. We can go have sex with hookers, but don't smoke a cigarette. All right. I guess, I mean, you have to choose your battles. Exciting. Um, I do have to say, I liked your story about your jack-off instruction videos. I thought that was kind of endearing. Well, yeah, J-O-I. You just learned what J-O-I is. J-O-I has been in my porn hub like, forever. I was saying on uh I think it was one of the Patreon calls. They were asking, mm-hmm. like, I, th- I think it was her, where she was like, what are you into? And I was saying, I'm, I'm super into these J-O-I videos recently. Are you really? Ah, I love them. Yeah, huh. there's, like, there's, they're kind of like cross between asshole worship and J-O-I. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those? Where the girls are, like, sitting there giving you instructions on when to come. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of hot. If it's done right, because it could also right. be not hot at all. I mean, I'm familiar with them. I never watched them because I never, I never really the idea of it never appealed to me. I like so. it. They uh, they they do the countdown. Like they'll like spread mm-hmm. their ass and pussy apart, and they'll do a countdown. And be like, all right, 
mm-hmm. I'll tell you when to come. And they'll do like this. I find it hot. This is um, why, like, because I don't even do, like, I don't do stuff like that at the gym. You know, like spin class where they're like, all right, now do this. <laughs> and, uh, speed it up. Like, <clears throat> I like to just do stuff on my own. I don't like people shouting slogans at me and telling me what to do. I think what, what I think is kind of hot about it is they're like, they try to make it where it seems like it's edging. So they keep getting you to the point. Oh, okay. I yeah, yeah. The, they keep I getting you to the, the point, but they're like, that. not yet. Not yet. I see. And they're like super sexy. And then when they get yeah. to the point where it's like, and then they're, they're also masturbating at the same time. Right. So it's like, okay, I get it. I get yeah. The, it's kind of hot. Yeah. J O I. I thought it was funny that you just now realized what that was, but maybe our searches, you know, give us different videos for us to watch. But for me, they've always been on there. even though I've never... All right. There's a part two. Yeah. That's the one thing about, Pornhub, I would say, I think they kind of have an algorithm that's supposed to like sort of figure out what your predilection is. But yeah. I would say half the videos I'm not into, maybe more, like 75% of the videos are just like, I'm not even into this. Mm. <laughs> like, why are you giving me this? Yeah. You know? Um, but whatever, I can make do. The trick is you just got to find users that have stuff you like and then look at their other shit. That's how you do it. That you is a good. I haven't tried you don't that. Trust yourself with it with an algorithm. You know, that's how I use Soul Seek. That's how I use YouTube. That's how I use everything. You know? God, I haven't been single for mm. nine months, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get into the inner workings of porn. You gotta game it. Enough. <laughs> Moneyball, baby. You can. You know how like uh, they have those like video game guides about how to like skip through each level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that for Pornhub. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Naughty Night News caught back. Called down, back with up, a part down, two. Left, right, left, right. BA start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. She called back with a part two. As I was saying, uh, JOI has always been in my Pornhub feed, despite the fact that I've never really watched JOI videos, but for some reason they're always in my Pornhub feed. Uh, also, the other thing I wanted to touch upon is Harrison getting COVID. Dude, I fucking knew he was going to get COVID. I was so close to calling and trying to implore Harrison to not fucking be in an enclosed space with a crackhead from Florida named Jazzy J. As you can imagine, he is probably... So this is, Jew. um, she, you know... Passing my, my Ju- She's Jewish, right? You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about her, yeah. So my, my Jewish relatives, I've often said this about them, um, if I told you so were, were a currency... They'd all be billionaires. <laughs> you know? Well, you could say that with every so, Jewish relative. That's right. You know? Every Jew, almost yeah. every Jewish person. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know. mm-hmm. I mean, the fucking vector of viruses and bacteria. It wasn't Jizzy J. So- yeah, I don't think you got, I think you yeah. got from the airport, probably. Yeah, probably one of the three planes I was on. Yeah, yeah. Likely. I don't think Jizzy Jake. Yeah. Or Louisiana in general, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe his pit bull. I don't know. <laughs> Glad he didn't fly into Florida. Makes you feel a little bit better, but you still have COVID nonetheless. The other thing I want to talk about is... Actually, I don't know if I do. Is- well, yeah, now we know that this might be a false negative, though. It you might be know. a false negative. I'm, I'm hoping it's a fucking false negative, right? Because yeah. then that would make sense. And also that would mean that, like, I'm good for four months or something, right? So... Masks really do work. Please don't listen to Harrison. They work. Please wear your fucking mask. 
Trust me, I know. Everything COVID I see you, it's all I do every single day at work is take care. Harrison has a pelvic issue. He doesn't have to wear a mask. Yeah, I don't have to wear a mask. All right? It's a problem with his pelvis. Mm. That's what your chiropractor told you. Yeah, I mean, like, okay. if I, I, I got on the plane that it's like literally everyone was wearing a mask the entire time. So, you know. You should. That's the thing. It's stuff like. Stuff is going to use. But you know, I understand, get, like, you know, the yeah. mask doesn't prevent you from getting an infection i mean it's like it's a cloth mask or whatever but it does retard the you know transmission of the disease right but but my point is that everyone else on the thing was wearing a mask too that's what i'm saying but yeah i mean you should but i still got it well right so it didn't prevent the fucking thing from right well you don't know where you got it from or even if you have it i don't know anything (laughs) Yeah. That's the point. No one really knows anything. Well, you know, and, and some people like see some stuff and they think some things, and there are studies, but there's new studies all the time, and it's like nobody and that's kind really of what knows I, a hell of a lot. Well, I read you know? something about that's what Dr. Fauci was saying. It's like mm. we don't know that much. We know a lot about the flu. Mm. You know, we know, know a lot about like AIDS, but mm. we don't know much about COVID yet. And there's new studies coming out about what's effective, what's not effective. You know, generally speaking, scientists say that masks are, are effective in preventing the transmission to others. You know, it's like, so why not wear it? My whole thing is, I'm so fucking sick of this disease. I will do anything scientists or doctors let me know to try to get rid of it and have life go back to being normal again. Yeah, I mean, I, nobody's... Other than this this weird woman in San Diego, I I don't know who's not wearing masks in stores. I'm wearing masks in stores. Oh, people are all the am time. I wa- am I wearing it when I walk down the street? No, because it's fucking hot out and I need to breathe. But when as soon as I go in any to an enclosed space with other people, yeah, I'm wearing it. Dude, you know they just said like uh, Lowe's and Home Depot in Florida just said today or this weekend they passed a mandatory mask rule because they didn't have it because people were so upset about it that they just weren't they were defying right. the mask rule because they just don't want to wear it because of the tyranny that's right like don't tread on me and that's why mm. i'm not going to wear this the fucking mask. thing too it's crazy it's just fucking idiots. the governor is suing the mayor of atlanta oh jesus christ yeah, yeah. I, it's and th- that's the thing mm. it's like all these other countries like italy who have kind of flattened the curve and things like that. Like, I know they've kind of had to, like, they had to, like, lay down the law, but it worked. You know, people respect it. It's like, okay, we'll lock down for a few months. We'll wear masks in public, and, and, the, and it will, like, curtail the spread of this disease. Not in this country. <laughs> this country, it's like, you know, if you think about, like, the fucking Black Plague, if they were, doctors were like, you got to stay away from rats. Like American Americans would be like, I'm gonna start licking rats. You well, know? maybe you know, maybe one day when we don't live in a blackmail-based society. <laughs> but for now, this is where we, this is where we're at. Where we're living. Yeah. yeah. COVID patients who are dying. Wear your goddamn mask. And as far as PCR methods for testing COVID, PCR methods are actually less accurate. That's what you uh, got. They're only about seventy percent accurate, and it does take a while to get back. Uh, the PCR method, simply because, one, these labs are overrun with COVID tests. Uh, two, not all labs can process uh, those uh, the labs. 
The other thing I wanted to touch on is sputum is actually a more reliable method of detecting COVID, but you need like a new like a nasty, thick thing of growth. Did they even give you that option to use like sputum? No. Yeah, they just like and I wouldn't have been able out. to generate any anyways. Yeah. And that you spit out of your lungs, like saliva really isn't sufficient enough. You need like the gross shit you cough up. And all the symptoms Harrison is describing are very true, very accurate. You know, it's all turned on and aroused when she was talking about bathing with a Thai prostitute and jack-off instructions. And now with the sputum, I've lost it. Mm. I've lost it. Mm. Erection's gone. Not, I'm no longer aroused. Now I'm just kind of like, Jesus, Har- you know, Harrison, you should probably fucking like take a sputum test. Find out what really happened. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's over now, so it's like, what's the what <laughs> yeah. uh, Diarrhea is like a main symptom, I would say, almost yeah. all of our patients have. That was annoying as hell. I, mean, you I, had I, I was shitting like six times a day. It wasn't even really diarrhea, diarrhea, like, but it was like I had to shit like six or seven times a day. Just constantly. Uh, it God. sucked. It was yeah. not fun. Yeah. Terrible. And it's something they don't talk about in the media because it's gross, whatever. But anyways, I what? What's she totally... Saying? She's saying diarrhea is like one of the major symptoms and they don't talk about in the media because oh, yeah. it's gross. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about it. I understand why Harrison yeah. would want to get out of L.A. And I agree, Texas is the worst fucking place on earth. I used to live in Texas for like six months. It was fucking awful. And I remember driving back to California and being so happy to see that Welcome to California sign. Fuck Texas. Fuck COVID. Wear your fucking mask. And don't fucking hang out with crackheads named Jizzy Jake. I'm sorry, Jizzy Jake, but, you know, you sound kind of gross. And you're from Florida. So that's it. All right. I love you guys. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Stay safe. Love you. Bye. It's a lot of judgment being passed there. I mean, it's it's cute that I'm somehow exempt from being a crackhead, even though I pretty much <laughs> am a crackhead. Like, I don't know if you're a crackhead you know. as much as like a you know a heroin addict. Um, <laughs> you know, it's we a, get you gotta shit. like yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're all the same, but yeah. um, I don't know if that's splitting I'm an opioid hairs. Addict, all all right. right, yeah, you're an opioid addict. Yeah, but that being said, I'm Jizzy Jake doesn't have it. As far as we know, he doesn't. But yeah. uh, a friend of mine does, so and oh. I think I gave it to him. But yeah. I don't know for sure. So, got hopefully not. Mm. Anyway, there, thank you, Naughty Night Nurse. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. Here, interesting hearing about your uh, your sex tourism. Have you ever mm-hmm. done that before? Like, is this something you've done, like in Vegas? Like when we got into Nevada, oh, yeah. you get hookers it's there. It's a good question. Yeah, not well, mm-hmm. not in Vegas, but in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let us know about that. And thank you for the uh, COVID warnings. People can call the signal on hotline 323-522-4032. Best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Um, Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. This week, actually, I was planning on, um, we are are going to discuss these recent calls that we got from Schlitzy, which are fascinating. So Hmm. Schlitzy, did you get that picture? I think I sent it to you. He sent me a picture on Facebook of the DMT that he bought oh, yeah. from that weird-ass DMT Belgian cult. Yeah, he told, he told me he did that, yeah. It's crazy. He said he ordered it like eight months ago, and it finally showed yeah. up. I don't know if he did it or not. 
Yeah, he, he's probably. Oh, he did, did do I mean, it. That's All why right. he got it. Okay, got then, then that's so he get, he called in a two part phone call which I haven't listened to, mm. uh, where he's talking about the DMT purchase, mm. and uh, I don't know if he did it. Yeah, I don't know if he did it. He's talking about the experience, but anyway, that's the type of thing we play on Patreon. So mm. just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Sign up today. You'll get to hear one extra story, a bunch of extra phone calls, and then we also air all of our outtakes. So if you like all the music, we're not going to do any more of the Jizzy Jake Liz calls. You know, I have a backlog of those. I have a backlog of those. So maybe if we don't have anything else, even Jizzy Jake was like, that was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Well, I think one of them commented like, you didn't even get to the good ones. So I don't know. We Mm. may, if, if, if we are lacking content, maybe we'll play them then. Right. Anyway, patreon.com slash stick and wrong. Sign up today. Uh, finally, here's sick and wrong song of the week. Um, I'm going to play a song by a band called The Brats, a Danish band that a lot of people find like somewhat obscure. A lot of people have never heard of this band. Um, but it was the foundation of Merciful Fate. So Hank Sherman, this was his first band. Uh, he played guitar in the Brats. It's more of a punk band. And King Diamond even briefly joined as a vocalist before they ended up disbanding the Brats and forming Merciful Fate. But anyway, uh, they have an album called 1980 that is fucking awesome, and I recommend it to everybody out there. So we're going to end the show, the show here with a song called Bee Brains uh, by the Brats from their, L- their LP 1980. Anyway, people, uh, we'll be back next week with episode 749. Until then... Take it sleazy. I want a vision.
likes a drink and uh, we can get into oh I, that sounds like a good idea and fix myself a drink too I made an absinthe frap earlier today an absinthe where'd you get absinthe from just a, the liquor store on uh, over on um, uh, was it, uh, Hillhurst Hillhurst and Prospect is it like real absinthe with wormwood yeah oh nice yeah. Well, they don't you remember like ten years ago or something? They made it legal again in the states. Remember, it used to be illegal. Oh yeah, I and they about that. No, like, it was illegal. The only kind that they used to have this kind that was kind of like bullshit, like fake. Really have, yeah, yeah, fake absinthe. And then they they just they repealed the law that outlawed it because they re- it was pointless. Wait, you know? so what is your recipe for an absinthe frap? You put coffee in it? No frap, like a. Like a, like, like a, a frappuccino. You know, it's, it's like a milkshake. That's so what, what a frap you, is. Don't you know what a frap is? I thought it was like a coffee drink. That's I've a frappuccino. That's a branded oh. Starbucks beverage. Oh, a frap. <laughs> just a frap is just like a, a frap is like a milkshake kind of thing. So what do you right? put? Do you put like milk in it? And... No. What I do is here's what I do. A little bit of like two ounces of absinthe, then uh, some ice, <clears throat> maybe like three or four ice cubes, um, soda water. A little bit of mint, just like mint leaf, at, well, afterwards. And like a scoop of vanilla gelato. Huh. Yeah. That's a frap. Oh, and, and uh, either simple syrup or stevia also. Sweeten it. That is a frap. Yeah, I bought a blender so I could like start making weird things like that. 